to FPL Radio for Friday the 5th of August. It is here at last. Game week one is upon us. It is uh, all about to kick off this evening in South London with Arsenal versus Palace. It's been a long summer and we are almost finally ready to lock in our first drafts and get us going. So my name is Matt and I'm joined as always by Mr Ryan Hodges. Hello Ryan. Hello, Matt. It's here. I can't believe it. But uh, yeah, 5th of August, uh, 6.30 deadline. Obviously, this last day. It's a pandemonium. Don't, whatever you... I mean, if you're on Twitter, you're on Twitter. But bloody hell, it's, it's, it's a noisy, noisy place on a on a sort of the final day. Uh, but yeah, hopefully we can share some insights of sort of some uh, last minute decision making that you may may be coming face with and uh, we'll, we'll share some of our team thoughts um well, i'm 99% locked on my team but uh i'm hoping matt you might be able to change some of my my views yeah definitely i, I think there's we'll um, we'll start with sort of a few updates and bits and pieces that have happened i suppose since in the last week or so um and then yeah we'll talk about where where we're sitting at the moment but i guess ryan probably maybe the most uh, notable thing that's happened in the last week was the community shield um obviously liverpool took that one um it was the it sort of ended up be, being a bit of a sort of battle of the of the number nines in the end with, with all the sort of focus on, on harland and, and you know sort of stealing the uh Seen in the thunder, but what what's that done for you? Is any anything sort of come out of that that's made you change your opinions on it, or any sort of plans fantasy wise this season? Uh, yes, um, it's secured a double up at the back for Liverpool for me. Uh, so I'm going to go with an Alexander Robertson double up. Um, I thought uh, there's two things here. Diaz has always been in my thoughts around being a, an 8 million midfielder and it's a good price uh, to partner him alongside Salah. Obviously, Liverpool have an exceptional um, and exciting attack and there'll be lots of goals. Uh, here comes the but. And I'm not going to just base this on one game for Diaz. Um, I think he's an exciting player, but as an FPL asset... I haven't seen enough returns. And I think maybe we touched on it last time, like Kuzevsky came in and did as well, if not a better job than Diaz. But you led to believe, and this might be a little bit of media uh, hype, that um, Diaz was the best player ever to uh, sort of make an introduction to the uh, to, to Premier League. But um, long story short, I think Robertson at one million cheaper is more nailed and potentially could get more points. Uh, so that has been a change of plan for me. Um, there's another one. You've got a big man up front for City, Haaland. Um, I think he's going to score a bucket load of goals. Um, you should not take the Community Shield um, performance for Haaland. Um, I mean, he got into some great positions. I think he hit the bar. If you remove Haaland based that he didn't score against let's say Liverpool possibly the second best defence in the league because City's maybe the best. He's going to score a lot of goals. And if you take him out and you think put Kane in instead, I think you should just reassess that um, and just go with what you think uh, is, is going to be best for you moving forward. Um, is there anything else? Um, Salah is going nowhere. <laughs> He's captain day one for me. Uh, good fixture, Fulham away. I think that's got goals written all over it, Salah. Even though he wasn't electric, he just just scores, takes pens, 
does everything. So he's the perfect fantasy football player. Um, that was my breakdown. Uh, I think like, uh, actually it might be good to get your city insight, Matt, because I know there's a couple of players who started. I think it was Mares and Grealish who didn't really do much. And, and I'm really interested about one player, and that is Foden. Um, he's not made my final cut yet, but um, yeah, he didn't. He didn't go on a preseason tour because he wasn't COVID jabbed. All those bits and pieces. So I don't know whether he's a couple of weeks behind others, and therefore he's not starting. But what, what's your thoughts? And maybe you want to cover that from a City perspective, and also maybe you want to know anything else in Liverpool. Yeah, I, I think I'll, I'm pretty much in the in, in the same boat. I, I have been on Diaz for most of, of the summer. He's now sort of gone out of my team. Um, not necessarily because I think he's a bad choice. I think he's still a good choice, at, at particularly at that sort of price price um, position. But yeah, I think we'll, we'll talk about our teams and sort of where that sits a little bit later. But a couple, yeah, definitely a couple of things. I think for I think I might have said it on the last um, the last show we did, but I was sort of taking a look a little bit look, a look at Grealish. So seven million pounds, um, you know, obviously uh, looks, you know, second season is kind of when people come alive for, for, for City, but I actually was a little bit disappointed in his, in his performance in the, in the charity shield, um, you know, sort of seemed a bit more like the, the Grealish of last season, a little bit sort of tentative, not sort of seemed to be willing to, to take people on. I, I, we don't need to get too deep into it, but I suspect he's suffering a little bit from having a fullback that wants to underlap him rather than overlap him. But, um, but he was replaced by Foden later on, as you said, he and Foden obviously looked, looked really good. He's last season. I think he was hampered a bit by sort of playing in that number, sort of false nine, but it looks like he's going to be more returned to his, his sort of probably his best position on the left wing. And he's, he looked really sharp when the game, um, when it, when he came on, as you said, he didn't sort of have the, the proper preseason, but he did go with the under 23s and, and, I think Pep said he's someone that doesn't really need a lot of like um, prep time, really. So I don't know if he'll start the game this week, but I suspect he will be the first choice option, sort of sort of moving forward there. So I think, yeah, main main sort of thoughts for me are, yeah, Grealish as a as an option is uh, is parked for now. Um, Diaz, I've got some other alternatives as well. Um, I'm definitely going to stick on the Harlan train as, as well. Obviously, you know, he had a couple of I suppose headline misses, pick out one in the ninety fourth minute or, or whatever it is but I think there's definitely going to be there needs to be an adaption to the team as well there was a lot of great there was a lot of times when he was sort of making great runs getting into great positions and just um, the passes just, just didn't come so I think that's, there's going to be an element of he needs to adapt but also the team needs to adapt to him but I had considered at one point starting with Kane in game week one he's got a good fixture um, switching to Haaland for game week two with, with the Bournemouth, Bournemouth fixture which is obviously really tempting on, on paper but I think one of the things you want to be able to do is be quite flexible in the early parts of the season. So kind of having a transfer that I know I'd want to do there means I have limited other options for, you know, sort of jumping on sort of, you know, high performing players or, or moving, moving things around um, from, from that perspective. So I think I'm just going to ride it out. It would be nice to have um, uh, Mr. Kane for, for the first one, but um, I think I'll probably stick with, with, with Harland and, and, you know, if it looks like it's not the right choice, It'll be easy enough to switch, I think, you know, in the first sort of three or four game weeks overall. But yeah, I think those are probably the headlines figures out of uh, out of out of that game as well. And and I suppose the only actually just one more thing is Nunez is definitely uh, one to watch. He looked quite explosive when he when he came on. Um, I, I think he'll he'll probably adapt fairly fairly well. It's obviously um, it's obviously still early days. He's an interesting price. I think he's about nine nine million. So potentially. 
if Gabriel Jesus doesn't uh, explode like he seems to, everyone seems to think he is going to, the highest owned FPL player of all time, I think he became this week. But uh, there could be an option to move to move to him there in, in that centre forward position. Yeah, I, I, it's interesting. I think yeah, you're right about Nunes. I mean, I don't think we thought he would hit the ground running so so quickly, but uh, yeah, similar. Um, like City haven't had that real the number nine at the club and yeah they've both both got one now so yeah be interesting to see who who comes out the blocks quickest and of course if you've got Harry Kane in your team that is by no means a problem if you can get uh Kane Haaland and Jesus I'd be worried about the rest of your team uh, and even if you've got Kane and Haaland I'd still be worried about the rest of your team uh, assuming you have Salah but um, there are teams out there that have got those premiums as they call them and that is uh yeah the rest of your team might suffer but um those guys have got to really hit the ground running uh, straight away because you, you, you rest of the team are trying to then make up some of those shortfalls if they don't deliver. Um, some other news that's come through this week, which is really interesting, is uh, the situation at Leicester, uh, which, which I, I mean, um, so therefore Cashmere Spiker has moved on. Uh, he's gone to Nice and that's left two, four million goalkeepers we're not sure who's going to get them this sort of nod who's going to start in goal for Leicester but one of them is the Welsh keeper Ward and the other one is well is Everson I'm going to assume he's Norwegian but uh, I haven't done my homework on what country he comes from but uh, he joined the club recently I think he's been doing some pre-season so um, we sometimes get a four million goalkeeper there was one last year Ben Foster uh, played for Watford um, are Leicester a better team defensive than Watford um, it's marginal, uh, but I'd assume without European distractions that Leicester had last year, they do hopefully have a bit more of a um, James Justin is back and they've got some others returning. I think Fafana might be back to full fitness. You'd expect them to have a better season than they did last year. Um, it's 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 a shame that you've just, like the Leicester we've, we've sort of known over the last, what's it been, six, seven, eight years of just, getting some really fantastic buyers in their team that they are just starting to drift away. Yeah, that, that's hard. Um, but um, let's think about this fantasy football. You've got two four million goalkeepers. You can pick both and you'd assume one will play out of those two. I don't think they'll get anyone else. They've got anyone else at the club. So yeah, that is 8 million where you generally would be spending 9 million on, on that, on that goalkeeper's uh, position. So you're saving yourself a million. Now you could spread that a million a long way across the rest of your team. So that is an option that has really come to light. And I've just seen a quote from Rogers. He sort of, yeah, did quote that um, Ward is a very capable number one, hasn't had much pre-season, which is a bit alarming, but that's why you back him up with Everson, who, who's done the pre-season and might get the nod in the first opening fixture, which isn't a bad fixture, Brentford at home. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what it gets to. Um so that, that's something um, that, that's a bit of a curveball. And so consider um, there are a couple of injury bits and pieces that have come through. Uh, it seems that, again, Leicester have been ravaged by injury. Uh, um, their Pereira, the right back, has been ruled out for another six months. As it seems that like Harvey Barnes isn't going to make the opening fi two fixtures, so he's ruled out. And Leeds' injury is just endless. I think they were hit by injuries last year and... And they don't seem to have recovered much. I mean, the good news, I think, is Bamford is fully fit, but there's a long list of injuries there. Is there anyone else to know, um, I suppose, more high profile who may miss the opening week or, or couple of weeks? I've not seen anything uh, 
that's that's caught my eye. Um, I think Martial at United oh, is going to miss uh, a few games as well. I know he might have come into a few people's thoughts during their preseason. It looks obviously Ronaldo is around. Whether he whether he's around after the first of September, we we, we wait to see. But he's around, and it's going it to be difficult to keep him sort of out of the out of the picture. But yeah, I think there was definitely there was probably a few people that were interested in in, in him, and he's obviously going to miss a few weeks of the season. Yeah, a couple of Arsenal Arsenal absentees as well. Uh, Emil Smith Rowe isn't going to make uh, opening fixture, and I think the other one was um, that Vieira, the new signing, is not going to be around. So uh, potentially strengthens the case for Martinelli because he's not got huge competition. I think Enketia is a potential one that can uh, rotate for Martinelli, um, but Smith Rowe being out is, is is good. And Odegaard, yeah, if if yeah, I think he's um, he's a really good. Maybe we'll get onto that in a minute, Matt. But one one um, information I'm seeing coming through is this um, Spurs lineup who might go Southampton. Conte's come out um, with a couple of quotes around Doherty and Perisic, and and this is it's like if they're fit, they will play. He's not saying they are fit and they will play. And I've seen a bit of a draft from uh, quite an in, inside um, person, um, sort of. Um, Reporter from from Spurs who's, who's predicting um, Emerson to play on the right and Sessegnon to play on the left in the opening fixture. So Doherty and, and Perisic might not start that game. Look, this is just all rumours tall. It is quite a good um, uh, source that, that that's come through. But um, and I and actually I, I I have Doherty in my team at the moment, so that has concerned me, and I think. I may switch out Doherty for someone else in the opening fixture. So um, I could come back to hurt me, but um, yeah, I, I will believe that, that there was this. I think I mentioned last week Perisic hasn't had many minutes, as as Doherty hasn't either. So I think Conte just that that position in Conte's team, though wing back roles are so crucial. I think he just needs players at the top of their game and fitness to uh, to be able to fulfil it. Um, Suppose on the flip side of that, um, Perisic did play 75 minutes in a friendly against Roma, um, and I think that limit you're going to get if you choose a one of the Tottenham full fullbacks, wingbacks, um, you'll get I think a 70 minute from them. I don't think you'll get a full 90. So that that's just a bear in mind. Right, right, right. Um, is it team reveal time, Matt? I think we can reveal what we've got at the moment, but we're recording this in about, yeah. in about 10, to, 10 to 3. So I, I would expect there to be quite a few uh, amendments before yeah. the uh, before the, the close of play. But yeah, Ryan, why don't you um, yeah. you, you kick us off? What, what, are you, okay. uh, what are you looking at today? As, as we, right, as okay. we um, I can't believe what I've done, but I just felt that out of um, goalkeepers, so this is goalkeepers, I've gone for Ramsdale, uh, 5 million. Um, good opening fixtures for Arsenal. Um, he is a keeper who picks up bonus points. And I do believe Arsenal will be fairly solid. So that's why I've gone with him. I'm not entirely sold on that. And Ramsdale could quite easily become um, Everson because I've got Ward as my backup. Because that might save me a million. So <laughs> this is going to be the most uh, unpredicted lineup ever. But look, Ramsdale at the moment is in there. Five million. Um, I've armed an R between Mendy... I don't like any of the 4.5 million goalkeepers, so it's really been Ramsdale, Mendy, 
and they are at least less keepers. So I'm just keeping tabs on that. But that's where it is. Yeah, maybe Alexander maybe actually we, maybe we should go position position by position because I can tell you I've also been I've also got Ramsdale in yeah. as my current uh, keeper as well. I, I yeah. think kind of one of the things that that I like about having since having Ramsdale in there is at the moment I don't have any other Arsenal defenders, so yeah. it means I'm not sort of not sort of doubling doubling up. I, I think there's a bit of uncertainty about Chelsea. Um, so I did have Mendy in, in previous drafts. I think similarly, I'm not really convinced by any of the four four point fives. Be watching, watch and see. So um, I have actually over the last week, I've had Edison in for for a little while, which right. will be a double up in in defence. But I think at the moment, I'm also sort of sticking with that five million pounds um, keeper because it's easier to go down if there's a four point five that that sort of catches catches fire than it is to than it is to go up as well. So yeah, it's uh, it's interesting that, that that's where you've landed because that's also where. Uh, where I am at the moment as well with um well I've just switched to Everson as my backup four million pound keeper. I mean I don't think it really matters too much potentially. It's just a case of the, the thing to th- consider actually with with some of those keepers like Ward is about 30% owned. So if for example he doesn't start the first couple of games and load people transfer him out, he might drop to 3.9, which just makes it a little bit more awkward. So if he is your backup keeper and and you know you're not you're not 100 percent sold on on him being the option, potentially might be worth making a switch just to I think it's unlikely to hit drop anyway, but you know you you never know, and you want to sort of avoid a situation where you are a bit trapped on on price there. But yeah, yeah that's interesting. Yeah. That's where we both landed. Yeah, yeah, Ryan, yeah. Let's, let's let's talk about defence. Yeah, uh, right. Alexander Arnold Robertson. I've said that before. Robertson came. He was never really my team until after this community shield, and I was just like thinking, this is just too good to be true. Liverpool's fixtures are excellent. Um, Robertson's excellent. Alexander's excellent. It's done it for me. I'm going to double up there. I feel that you'll get. Good returns from those two. Um, uh, I'll go Cancelo. I mean, it's boring, but yeah, that's easy in these now. Too good a price to ignore. Fixtures are too good for City. That's done. Um, and I mentioned Doherty. He was he was my fifth. He's a five million defender. That could be easily changed around. Um, so I was coming. I'm in an R in around that position. I thought Doherty was a pretty good value. Like Perisic is 5.5 more, but I just thought, well, you're going to get pretty similar out- outputs from Doherty. You might get a few more goals from Perisic, but um, yeah, just, just felt Doherty was a good thing. Uh, so that is a position I'm going to look at. I mean, look, I can easily drop Ransdale to Everson and then move Doherty up to um, James, Reese James. So that that's that's a switch that that can be done. So that's something I'm thinking about. Uh, and then my last defender is Neko Williams, 4 million, Nottingham Forest. I think he'll play the whole season. So he's a, I think if you aren't going to get anyone starting that sort of back four, it's a solid back four. I, that's what I'm aiming for. I'm going to force four, four, two. Um, Neko Williams could come in and do a job. Uh, Matt, have you got any others you, you're going to throw into your mix? Yeah, um, fairly fairly similar actually. You know, it's it's interesting. We haven't we haven't really been talking about our teams too much over the last couple of weeks. But I've also brought Robertson <laughs> Robertson okay. in, so I also <laughs> I also have the Liverpool double up at the back. Similar sort of reasons, you know. With we talk a lot about sort of you know comparing and contrasting prices, it's difficult to do with defenders and, and midfielders. But I think kind of when it was an option between sort of trying to get Diaz in at eight million or Robertson in at seven, they might well score the same sort of amount of points over the season and. And that just sort of swung it to, to me with, with with Robertson as well. So yeah, Robertson, Trent Alexander Arnold, Cancelo. I've gone back to Reese James again at the moment. He's in he's in there this week, well, for the last couple of days. He is probably the one that's at risk to go. I'm not really convinced by Chelsea. A lot of defensive um switch ups, lots of people moving in the summer, people coming back in. 
there's a potential he might play some games at right centre back, maybe. I don't know. Uh, so uh, we'll talk a little bit about actually, I need to find a little bit of money from somewhere. He is a candidate for me to, to move on. And, and that would probably be, I, I think I'm going to stay away from the Spurs defenders at the moment. I think it's a bit of a watch to see there. I've considered players like Trippier as well, but Newcastle yeah. have a pretty bad run yeah, of fixtures. Cash as well at or well, I was gonna I was always thought about Dino, but, but there's just uh, he's he's burned me too many times. But you know, sort of trying to maybe maybe go from Reese James at six to someone at five. Kyle Walker, I talked about I think I probably talked him down last week, but you know, for a for a few week punts that you've got good fixtures, again, could be an option. Um so yeah, that's my flex point. And I've got Necker Williams as well as the uh, yeah, as the the hopefully the playing four million pound bench man. There's some really good 4.5 million defenders. Like, which, which, I mean, 5 million, yeah, there's Zinchenko and there are a couple of others around there. 4.5, Dallow for Man United attacking fullback. Um, you know, who would have thought any Man United defender would have been 4.5 million a couple of seasons ago? But Dallow is an option. Looks like he will play ahead of Wan Bissaka. So that, that's good. Lewis Dunk, uh, 4.5 million. You know what? He's done. Yeah, not Duffy. Lewis Dunk, um, captain, you know what you're going to get from him, a couple of returns. So, like, if you just want a defender just to give you a whole season, like, Lewis Dunk is a really good option. Uh, very well priced, dropped, dropped half a million this year. So, um, you can't really go wrong with them. And then, obviously, you can throw in Ben White and others and that if you want to tap into that awesome defense. Yes, a couple of options around that. Around that thing. Right, midfield then, Matt. Yeah. Uh, go on, you start this one. What's your midfield looking like? Probably the same yeah, midfield. Midfield is definitely the area where I've got the most work to do before the end of the day. But, um, uh, well, I mean, we can start with some of the obvious ones. Um, obviously, Salah, um, no, no, no need to talk much about that. Um, and Andreas Pereira as well, the £4.5 million pound man. Um, I think Harry Wilson was injured for Fulham in the week. So, again, that's probably even making the chances of him being rotated even even less. So 4.5 million pound number 10, even if he's playing for Fulham, he's going to go on my team probably, uh, at least until the first wild card or Christmas and sort of see what other options around. But this is where I run into a bit of trouble at the moment. I've basically got three spots and I'm not really sure what to do with them. At the moment, I've got Bailey from Aston Villa, 5 million pounds. That's done well in pre-season. Um, could be a good... I think it's a bit of a punt for the first couple of weeks, but he's really... He's really just sort of someone that, that um, you know, I'm, I'm not really sure about that position, but he looks like he could be a good option if he starts well for a few games and then I move on. He's done his job really. So he's in there at the moment. But Martinelli at the moment, six million. Again, done really, really well in preseason, but um, well, I, I don't think it'd be a surprise to say I've got Gabriel Jesus as well. So I'm not that convinced about doubling up on the Arsenal forwards. So he's, I'm not, I'm not that sorry about him at the moment. And um, the other the one I've got in at the moment is Neto or, or Rashford as well, because I've got about 1.5 million in the bank. But the thing that I don't have is any of those 8 million pound midfielders. I don't have anyone at that 8 million pound spot, which I think is a bit tricky really for me, because what, what I want to be able to do is, is be able to make moves in the early season if I need to. So someone like Foden or, or, Kulisevsky or Mason Mount, someone else at this eight million pound price bracket. I don't have any options to really sort of get there, get there easily. So this is kind of where I'm talking about at the moment. I don't have the cash to um, to sort of to get one of those guys in um, alongside um, some of the other players. So, but if I if I bring James down, then I then I do have the cash to get to get someone in. So 
there's probably some movement around it, but I suspect it will end up with something like Martinelli, Bailey, Salah, an eight million pound midfielder, uh, and Andreas Pereira. But who that eight million pound is, I'm not quite sure at the moment. Well, well, my eight million pound midfielder at the moment is Mason Mount. Um, that's who I've gone for. But I must admit, you, you, there's so much to choose from, and you don't know who you're going to get. Why have I gone with Mount? He frustrated the life out of me. Uh, towards the end of last season, so I've come back there. <laughs> I just um, he, if anyone out of Chelsea will get him ticking, he's the person. Uh, the fixtures aren't bad uh, to start with. I mean, Everton away, Tottenham at home. That's not ideal, but I just think if any goals are scored, Mount's going to be part of them. Um, and 20, then, twenty-two really, goals and assists last yeah, season, I think, in the Premier League. Yeah, um, that's what I've gone for. Him. I would challenge Matt, like with, with the. Can you get or change Martinelli for Saka? And like, wh- wh- why are we ignoring Saka? Because Martinelli is two million cheaper and we expect him to match Saka's points. I'm assuming that's where our logic's coming from. But I, I can't, like, well, are we just not looking at, just get Saka in at 8 million and then just use the other slot for Neto? And like, well, yeah. Neto, Neto is a player that 5.5 million is. Is that a gift to us? Plays up front for the Wolves. Only problem with Wolves is they, I mean, actually for injuries, Raul Jimenez is out. Does that help Neto? Because he, will he be a bit more central? Will he Will he have a bit more um, uh, chances to, to score the goals? But yeah, he's, he's, he's someone I've never gone to because I'm, I just, he's been injured. I just don't trust him. But maybe we're too safe for players, Matt. And that's why we haven't gone there. But um yeah, what's, what, why wouldn't you think Saka Neto is, is better than Martinelli or Mount? Well, I, I think I think it's it's purely just the other options in the eight million pound bracket. I, I think one of them. So at the moment in this in this team, I don't have any Spurs players at all. Um, so Kulusevski is a way there to potentially, you know, he's not the match son or Kane, but he did pretty well at it sort of second half of the season when, when he came in so he could be an option there to sort of soak up um, maybe soak up some of those attacking returns similarly with Mount you know maybe at the moment I've got Chilwell uh, sorry at the moment I've got um, Reese James Chilwell you know he's an option as well but again there's no one else really you know you've got Sterling there who I think will probably do okay but he's about 10 million so he's not going to yeah. be he's not going to be attainable so I just think I think the reason people haven't got Saka is because they've got Jesus. I think if Jesus wasn't there or was at a different price yeah. point, he would be much more more attractive. But I think if, you, if you're going to do that double up, it makes more sense to go with Martinelli or, or Odegaard, who was when you were talking up a little bit in, in, in the WhatsApp earlier as well. Could be, you know, he's, he's the captain now. He's going to be sort of nailed. Um, is he 5.5 or is no, he 6? No, he's 6.5. So he's 0.5 more than Martinelli. Yeah. I just like that, that. That is an excellent price for... A really good player. I think. I think everything will go through Odegaard this year. He, he, he towards the when was it after Christmas? He was really kicking uh, Arsenal on, and was, was their best player. So yeah, I think I expect yeah. big things from Odegaard this year. So yeah, so 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 I think at the moment, uh, what I would, what I'm probably going to try and do is get Martinelli. I, I like Mount. I think Mount is probably the one um, uh, because I I know that obviously. Kulisevsky and Richarlison don't necessarily rotate through the first, the first, you know, in the same position. Richarlison's, I think, suspended for the first game or maybe two games. But, but I, I think there's a possibility that, um, that he, he'll sort of lose some minutes in that in that um, front line, which is 
which is why I think Mount is probably the one I would like to be able to go to. Um, so I'm gonna, probably going to try and move some things around. It'll probably mean losing James. Um, but, you know, I think that's, I don't think that's too bad with the state that they're in defensively at the moment. Obviously a lot, lot moving around. So that's probably where I'm going to go. But yeah, there's definitely some tinkering for me to do at the moment. And, you know, yep. I, I still think Rashford is a decent option or at least sort of a, a you know, a high upside option for his, for his price bracket. But again, it's probably going to be a bit of a watch and, watch and see with that one. But yeah, yeah. I don't know, Ryan, did you, did you run through the rest of your I, I mean, no, basically you just named my whole midfield to so Salah, Bailey, Martin, Lee, Mount, and I've got Andre, Andreas. Yeah, the, uh, the, the Fulham guy. Pereira, yeah. Pereira, yeah. <laughs> Andreas um, Pereira. Um, I went Bailey. I think five million, that's just a gamble worth taking. Uh, they've got three excellent opening fixtures, then it doesn't look so great. But to be honest, you'll get him for those games. I remember Villa being in a very similar position last season where I think we all jumped on the Ings bandwagon because they had three opening good fixtures and then we just been Ings off. I mean, I think he scored and assisted, didn't do as well as we hoped. Um, but I, I'm, I, you, expectations low. Five million Bailey, um, he's he's super exciting player. So that's um, that's right. He's gone up his ownership. Like this is where this game is becoming so hard because of so many content providers out there. I, mean, I suppose we could you put ourselves in that bracket. Um, Leon Bailey, no one knew who he was. He's now owned by seventeen point one percent of the game. Now that is mind boggling. That it's just. It's just this, the word gets around now and, uh, and therefore where we might have un unearthed a gem and uh, no one knew about it. Now everyone knows about it. So, yeah. You'll well, also, the, the, num the numbers in the game already are staggering. It's like 7, 7 million, million players or something like that. Like, you know, I think I think it hit maybe 10 as like the max over the course of the season. We, I can't remember what it started with, but yeah, it's huge, huge numbers in, in, in the game. So, yeah, 17 percent is 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 big. And yeah, he's definitely sort of yeah. one that's come out of nowhere. But I think, as you say, like, you know, that, that price for a few weeks punt particularly with the knowledge that we almost certainly going to be able to do that first wild card earlier than we would normally yeah. look to look to do it you know if you if you didn't didn't catch it last week or you haven't seen the updates to the rules so the winter world cup in november there's going to be unlimited transfers um so it's essentially another free wild card around there so you've got sort of the first half of the season you've got an extra wild card basically that you can that you can use in there so i think there's gonna be a lot of people wild carding between sort of game week four and eight something like that so you know you can you can make these moves it's not going to be you know it's it's going to be fairly easy to make a reasonably early wild card if the, if things shift around a lot so you know you can you can go this you know and also he's five million pounds i don't think he really counts as a punt but he's uh he's, he's definitely in a, in a lot of teams uh yeah i mean uh, so last last up the forward line i mean i've gone jesus harland um i you mentioned around Spurs, got no Spurs cover. I have thought around Foden instead of Mount, Kane instead of Haaland. quite like that because that just gives me a little bit of Spurs in there. But um, I just keep reverting back to Haaland. I think he's just going to get more chances than Kane over the season. And the one fixture that, I mean, let's say... But um, Kane might outscore Haaland in the opening fixture. You might get a couple against Southampton. Kane, Haaland might get might get one. So Kane will be up on that first week. But then it's a second week fixture. I suppose go to Chelsea. It's always a tough fixture. Um, but then um, City are up home to Bournemouth, um, and that's what I'm looking at. And you mentioned it earlier. You didn't want to make that sort of early transfer. You might as well save it for someone else uh, that might come 
come to come to light. So that's why I'm going with Harland and, and Jesus. I mean, that's just the bankers. You mentioned what's he up to now? Seventy. Uh, Seventy seventy-two. Last time I looked. Six. Oh my goodness! Oh my god! Nearly the whole game. Well, three quarters of the game are now owning Jesus. Now, um, <laughs> if he fails in the first couple of games, his price is absolutely going to plummet. But I, I expect him to do well. I mean, to be honest, Crystal Palace away is not an easy fixture. Uh, Vieira is going to be massively up for it. A little bit of a little bit of a bogey team for Arsenal over the last few years, but um, yeah. it's just yeah. the opening fixtures for Arsenal are so good that um, yeah. It, it, he may people might just get a bit panicky, but he's a good, he's a great great price, great option. So uh, and obviously has had a great season. Uh, who else? I've gone for an archer, Cameron Archer. Um, he's a Villa forward, um, very lively. I've heard. Um, again, he's all just hearsay, really. But lively. There was there's two options down there. I think Greenwood of Leeds, who who is, seems to be he got a couple of games last year. Uh, I think got goal and assist and things like that. Um, but Cameron Archer, um, I think Gerald bigged him up a bit, so he's a, yeah, a, a decent option uh, to come into the first team. I think it was more when he plays rather than if, so he may even get minutes off of sort of the likes of Ollie Watkins and Ings. Um, I imagine you've got a similar two in Jesus and Haaland. Who's your, have you got for a backup striker? I've also gone for Archer as well. Um, oh, I've been yeah. for it. Three, so three we've got... <laughs> So we've got two players who are different at the moment, uh, which which is not it's that is not a surprise. I think like you have to think back like who's got the best fixtures, and basically it's the top. I mean, I put this in quotes: six teams. So City, Arsenal, Liverpool, Chelsea, Tottenham, and you know, there's anyone else want to add into that? Have got incredible opening fixtures, and that's why we'll clambering around those players. Uh, yeah, no there's also only so there's also only yeah. only so many sort of combinations of players at various price points that, that really make yeah. sense I, I think kind of the thing you know the thing that last season has showed us again but just just in general is showing us that you know these big defenders of a huge value the sort yeah. of price points they're talking about I think they've underpriced players like Alexander Rung I think he should have been about 8.5 probably yeah. based on his 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 returns over the last few years so it just means that it just makes sense to go with at least three and maybe a fourth big defender. Yeah. Obviously, you have Salah. Everyone has Haaland or Kane. Everyone has Jesus, basically. And at that point, you're really just sort of talking about what can you do with the remaining £40 million for the other sort of six six spots, really. So, yeah, I think yeah. to your what you're saying, Ryan, you know, it's, it's not surprising, really, that, that teams are starting off fairly template because also you just don't have the data. In it. And I think kind of you'll see those things diverge over the first couple of game weeks when, you know, you always have these things where someone starts really well or someone unexpected is, is in the team that people weren't, weren't predicting. And, and, you know, there's, there's huge swings. And, you know, so many people last season that, that emerged that no one would have really been sort of thinking about in those, in those early weeks of the season. Um, you know, there'll, there'll, be, there'll be some odd surprising midfielders or, or centre forwards that, that are starting at cheap price points that, that are attractive yeah. to people. But yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's, not, it's not a surprise, but yeah, that's... Uh, I think- yeah, just uh, uh, to pick up, I think sleeping giants, Newcastle could have a good season. I think there's some quite good assets there, like Callum, Callum Wilson could be good if he stays. Fit. I do like Wilson, yeah. Yeah, Trippier's good. Uh, but I think like Bruno Gamerius, who came in, six million. I mean, uh, he's, he's, a, he's a great option. So I think they'll be, they'll be interesting to see how they, I think, will. I mean, Trippier may make my team, but I think they'll be good. Uh, 
and then other teams that could sort of try and break the template. We'll see what happens for Man United to see how they Ten Hag gets some playing. West Ham aren't in our thoughts at the moment because their opening run is pretty bad, but I'd imagine Bowen will be just as good. Um, we completely snuffed him at eight point five million. He's had a price rise, but again, yeah, I think he's slightly too good he slightly too slightly too high yeah. a price for me at the moment. But but you know yeah. potentially if he if he gets anywhere close to his form, then it's definitely one to, to keep an eye on. So yeah, that's that's where we're at. I mean, uh, I, I, no surprises there. It's um, it's say it's it's pretty much scripted for us. It's just how quickly uh, it's going to be a fast-paced first half of the season because of the World Cup. And um, yeah, you want to get off to a good start. And well, I mean, you could, I, I, I jokingly sent across like a Christmas tree formation earlier where I took out. You just had Jesus up front, and you could put De Bruyne in there. A bit different. De Bruyne in there, we know how proven he is and you can basically yeah, just shape your team around and like five at the back, four decent midfielders and one up front and and yeah, it looks really strong but at the end of the day you just want a bit of structure. If Haaland or Kane go off, if you've got just no one up front, how can you ever get to them? It's going to be a nightmare. So just team team structure is quite crucial. Yeah, absolutely and I think sort of it's it's obviously just important to to try and have those prices covered uh, a couple of different price points so that you can make those moves. Like we talked about that eight million um, pound mid, he, that's that's the one really. You know, if, if if someone like you know Mason Mount absolutely kicks off first couple of weeks, having someone at that price point, you can make you can make it in one transfer without needing to sort of move move money around can be can be really crucial. Um, so much so much of sort of the early part of the season is often about catching those bandwagons because. Because because the prices are so dictated by the amount of transfers, which the most the most active the game is is in those early weeks of the season. So if someone comes in and, and hits off, then they'll be their prices will be flying up, and you want to sort of try and catch them them early doors, really. So um, it's it's probably the only time in the season that transfers at the beginning, you know, beginning of a game week or sort of um, after the fixtures have have happened, really makes great sense to try and sort of catch some of that momentum. But yeah, we obviously there's a. We'll have to see. We'll be locking in our teams before the six thirty deadline this evening. Um, so make sure you've 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 set yourself up for success. Join all your mini leagues if you want to uh, uh, make sure that you're you're locked in from 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 game week one. But but yeah, I think that's probably going to do it for us for for, for now. We've uh, yeah, I'm sure there'll be a lot more tinkering over the next couple of hours for all of us. And but I don't think we'll be too far away from from where we are right now. But. Yeah, we'll, we'll be back next week to uh, to to bemoan our terrible decision making process that we've talked through today, and and talk about uh, how someone completely unexpected has scored a hat trick and it's and it's thrown everything into into disarray. But um, otherwise, apart from that, yeah, we will be back next week. Um, thank you very much for listening from myself and from Ryan. We'll uh, I'll speak to you soon. Yeah, good luck all.